Rob Nunnery is a name I've been following in pickleball for some time now. I first heard about him when he started blogging about his journey to becoming a professional pickleball player in one year. Despite a number of challenges, Rob is making great progress with his game and even started a pickleball podcast with the number one men's player, Ben Johns. So let's get to the intro to hear more about Rob's journey. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, where it's all about pickleball. In this podcast episode, I was having troubles with my microphone, so the sound quality isn't nearly as good as it usually is. It's actually kind of sad because Rob Nunnery's got a great story, and he actually even has a pickleball podcast that he started with Ben John, so he sounds great. I just sound terrible. But anyways, listen to the episode. It's a great story of um, Rob's journey from beginner to pickleball professional. Today, I'd like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, Rob Nunnery. Welcome, Rob. Thanks, Lynn. How are you? I'm doing great today. And uh, I just wanted to say, I think you are going to be the first fellow podcaster that I have interviewed on the Pickleball Fire podcast. Well, that's fun. Yeah, kind of. I kind of revived my podcasting career very recently. So it's, it's fun to be doing it again. Well, good deal. We will definitely get more into that later in the show. But I do like to start off with somebody's origin story. When you started playing pickleball, how you got into it. So let's just go ahead and start there. Sure. So a little bit newer to pickleball. So I started, I first found out about it in kind of the summer of 2019. My a good friend, Adam Franklin, who runs Franklin Sports, his family business, his grandfather started it, uh, I think back in the 40s. And I met Adam at a couple of business conferences, I think starting in 2016 or 2017, something like that. And we became friends and hung out a little bit. And he was just telling me, you know, pickleball is this, one of their fastest growing categories at Franklin Sports. And he said, you know, most of the, most of the top players are former high-level tennis guys. And he knew that I, that I had played collegiate tennis, Division One collegiate tennis at UNC Asheville. So he was like, well, I'll send you a couple of paddles and see how you like it. So that was that was in, I believe, September of 2019. So I was living in Austin, Texas at the time. And I was like, well, I have no idea, you know, how to actually play this sport. It looks kind of similar to, to tennis. I think there's going to be some carryover. I think I could probably be pretty good at it. Who knows? And uh, I just literally Googled pickleball lesson and uh, when I was living in Austin, Texas and found a guy named Calvin Keeney. And did like an hour lesson with him and he kind of gave me the foundational stuff of, you know, how to, how to score, how to keep score, how to, you know, basic strategy and stuff as much as he could fit in an hour. And then linked me up with a good group in Austin. And that's, that's kind of how I got started. I know the way that you actually came onto my radar is you have been, I think, documenting your pickleball journey. Go ahead and talk a little bit about that. Sure. So... <laughs> Also on that first day when I did that pickleball lesson, I don't know, my personality is kind of an all or nothing type thing. So yeah, I was like that day after I did the lesson, I was one, I was hooked. I loved the sport. I thought it was just so, so fun. I hadn't even played doubles yet. Right. It was just like this guy feeding me balls and hitting some balls with me, but I just thought it was so fun. And I hadn't, I hadn't played a competitive sport in so long. I played, I played tennis, college tennis, but you know, that was, you know, 14 years ago now. So it's, it's, it's been a while since I've done anything competitive and it kind of got my juices flowing again. So I was like, you know what, I want to see how good I can get at this. 
And it would be kind of just a fun project, exciting idea for me. I like kind of jumping headfirst into, into, you know, kind of brand goals like that. So I was like, I'm going to see if I can become a pro pickleball player in a year. That was kind of my initial, my initial thing. And, and then, yeah, I started, I started practicing and playing and trying to learn the sport and writing a blog about it. So I started, I think my very first blog post was from, I think September, October, 2019. And I started doing that over at pickleballportal.com. Matt, the guy that runs it was really nice. And he, he had published, I think my first probably 12 blog posts kind of documenting my journey going from absolutely beginner to, to kind of where, to where I am now. Franklin, who's my current paddle sponsor, they picked up the blog after I signed with them. So now that's hosted at the Franklin, uh, Franklin Pickleball blog. But yeah, it's, it's, it's been interesting, you know, even to go back and read some of those first blog posts, it's, it's like, well, it's cool to see how far you've come. I think that goes with anything that you do. If I, I just, I'm a big proponent of documenting progress in anything that you're learning just purely because you can go back and see how far you've, you've come and actually appreciate the progress rather than, you know, cause there's days now where I'm really frustrated. I'm like, why am I not better? <laughs> And then you, then I can read back a little bit. I'm like, well, well, you've actually come really, really far. So you should be kind of proud of yourself. I agree that documentation can really provide some motivation. And tell me a little bit about where you are in your career now. How far along are you? Yeah. So now I'm, you know, I was last year is meant to be my first kind of full year of playing pro tournaments. But of course, that, you know, a couple of things to wrench in that one, the pandemic, but kind of right when the, pandemic started like last March I was at a tournament in California the California Open playing singles and I tore my meniscus so you know kind of good timing on my part obviously terrible that you know what happened with with everything and the virus but it basically allowed me to heal and come back into the sport slowly so this is you know 2021 is kind of my first full year I guess you could say on tour I'm playing a lot of tournaments and playing a lot of the APP tournaments a lot of the PPA tournaments some of my results are starting to get a little bit better. I got fourth place in mixed at Red Rock and Utah and fourth place with Adam Stone and men's doubles and Delray. So the results are starting to come along a little bit better. You know, pickleball is interesting in terms of being new to the sport and trying to play, I, I guess not even just pro, but kind of anything, you know, partners, partners are tough to come by because they lock in their partners over a year in advance most of the time. So, you know, being my first year, it's, it's kind of just trying to piece together a schedule that you can find partners that you can mesh with. But honestly, a lot of the top pros are kind of locked in till, till a year in advance. So that's the biggest battle is trying to come in and make a name for yourself and show people that you can play. And, you know, we'll also be just being a good person and being somebody that's fun to play with. And yeah, just trying to build, build rapport and build connections with other pros and, and hopefully hopefully get those better partners and good partners moving forward. Right. Well, it's, it's nice. You've had a few good finishes here recently. So somehow I guess you have found some good partners too. Yeah. Well, I think more importantly, I've found a lot of good friends in the sport and it's kind of translated like, yeah, hey, it'd be, let's, let's play a tournament together. It'd be a lot of fun. So that's been another, just kind of a surprise, actually quite surprising for me thing that I've run into a pickleball compared to tennis tennis was very for me anyways it always felt extremely competitive especially in the tournament scene you wouldn't really you wouldn't really 
you know, connect with other players that much. You certainly wouldn't socialize after you're done playing and hang out and watch the other matches. And you wouldn't hang out off court unless it was you maybe your doubles partner or somebody that you're very close to. And pickleball is really, really cool in the fact that everybody's super social. Everybody wants to win. They're really competitive. And if you play them on court, they're going to want to crush you. But immediately off court, you know, people are really, really nice. They want to spend time with you. They want to hang out. And it's been one of the most refreshing things that I've that I've encountered in pickleball. So it's been amazing for friends. And obviously, you know, getting along with people increases the likelihood of, of getting partners. I know I've definitely seen some of the pictures of you. Actually, one in particular I was thinking about was the one where a bunch of the top pros were wearing the freestyle shirts. Oh, yes. <laughs> New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve here in Florida. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's kind of a case in point, though. It's it's we all get along off court. We support each other. We have fun. And yeah, it's been really nice. You've mentioned a couple of things so far that I think have been kind of challenging in your career in terms of, you know, having an injury and then also having a tough time finding partners. But one of the things that kind of stuck out for me when I was looking at a number of your blog posts was you used to have a podcast called Fail On. And basically it was, you know, talking to, you know, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, et cetera, kind of talking about the, as you put it, kind of the crap part of the journey. Anything else that you can think of really that so far has been a big challenge for you in pickleball? Yeah, I think honestly, obviously, like you mentioned, the meniscus tear, it, that recovery was much, much longer than I thought it would be. It, yeah, it was probably nine months of nine months of still feeling it even nine months after the fact i i went the route of rehabbing it without surgery which i was kind of led to since there's no rush with tournaments just purely because i was advised that if i got the surgery that it could lead to arthritis at an earlier age and i was just like i want to play the long game here and if i can recover without surgery let's do that but beyond that i think it's just kind of the 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 kind of the ups and downs of learning anything new, learning a new, learning a new skill, trying to master a new sport or any kind of master anything, really, you go through these peaks and valleys and you'll feel like, you know, there'll be days when I, when I'm not playing tournaments and I'm practicing only drilling and playing some practice games and stuff like that, where you're just like, am I actually getting better <laughs> or not? Like I'm playing so much and am I actually improving? And it can get frustrating because you don't actually see it in the moment. Right. But, you know, over the, over the long term, of course you're getting better because you're hitting more balls, you're getting more reps, you're seeing more situations, but oftentimes in the moment, it's really, really difficult to, to understand that you actually are improving. And sometimes, you know, there are going to be valleys and you're going to, you're going to feel like you're not getting better, but you have to go through that to actually improve. So it's that that can be frustrating, but it's also a reminder of, you know, it's enjoy the journey and it's not all about just the outcome. Can you give an example of something that you've recently been working on or are even working on now to improve your game? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like for me, it's, I'll have some, I'll have some good results and I'll have some inconsistent results. I feel like, I feel like footwork's a big deal for me. I feel like when I'm moving well, I'm more in position. I miss less. I'm more consistent. 
So just really focusing on footwork is a big deal for me. And I, it might be different for everybody, but you know, with, with footwork, it was the same in tennis for me. I felt like if I took, let's say a layoff, right? Let's say I didn't play for a month or a few weeks or whatever it may be that the first thing I had to focus on when I returned to the tennis court was my footwork. Cause if my footwork was there, was there, everything else would kind of fall into place. And I'm finding out that it's the same thing in pickleball for me. If my footwork's on point and I'm moving well and I'm getting into position for every single shot, then my shots are there. When I'm not moving and I'm kind of reaching and stretching and out of position, obviously you're not going to be as consistent because you're not hitting the ball in the same place every time. So I would say just really focusing every practice on moving my feet, getting in position, not being lazy. And yeah, it, it's things seem to work out when I'm, when I'm focusing on moving my feet and then getting into position all the time. Well, great. That's an excellent example. So I'm curious as to what do you feel your greatest accomplishment is so far in the sport of pickleball? Oh, this is easy. I talk about this. <laughs> I don't know how, how kid friendly this podcast is, but it's, I was, Ben was down here, Ben Johns, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you know who he is, but he stays down here quite often. And we were practicing at the Pickleball Global Pickleball Tennis store down here that has an indoor court. And we were just, you know, warming up together, dinking back and forth. And typically Ben likes to start speeding up. And, you know, even if we've only hit two dinks, we'll start speeding up and trying to hit you. So, you know, today, this, this, this day in particular, I was ready and I did not want to get hit by him. Cause I get hit by him a lot. So we were dinking. He left the ball a little too high. He wasn't actually paying attention very much. And I just, I just take a full forehand swing, take the ball out of the air and it hits him right in the crown jewels. So, to, and not only did it hit him in the crown jewels, but it put him on the floor to where he was basically crying and moaning at the same time for at least 10 minutes. And while that's, that might sound mean, I would say that's my greatest pickleball accomplishment. Okay, I'm, I'm dying laughing here. Austin. I didn't want to interrupt your story, but um, yeah, that will be something I always remember, and I'm sure Ben will too. It's just, it's just the simple things in life, you know? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And, you know, that was kind of, as I read through a number of your blog posts, I mean, I, I really appreciated that, and I could definitely relate to some of the things you were writing about. You know, it's like you graduate from college, and then you're like, well, what do I want to be when I grow up, you know? Yeah, exactly. Would never have thought I'm a 35 year old pro pickleball player. <laughs> Even a couple of years ago, would never have thought it. Well, and that that actually brings up a good question. Where you know where do you want to go in the sport? What's your what's your goal? Yeah, so I just I want to see how good I can get. Really, I think I still have a ton of a ton of room to improve. I think my ceiling's much higher than where I'm currently at. So yeah, there's, I need to put off, I need to put in some more work off the court. I need to get a bit more fit, a little stronger. I need to honestly, cause I've, I've kind of gotten to where I am. I'm at by just playing a lot of pickleball and in a short amount of time, right. Cause I only started a year and a half ago ish. So I've advanced pretty quickly, but at the same time, I feel like I still could be more disciplined in some areas off the court nutrition, training, just getting in better shape. So I've been really focused on just purely the pickleball, but I think I need to round out, to round out my, or kind of to, to maximize my potential. I really need to do some stuff off court just to just take care of my body more to get more fit. And I think if I do those things, then 
I, you know, my goal is to be, like I said, as good as I can get, but like a consistent top five player is where I want to be and really in the next year or so. Well, good. All, all the luck in that. Cause I, I know it takes a lot of hard work, but a little bit of luck can't hurt. Right. Absolutely. Now you've started doing some stuff too, which isn't necessarily related to, you know, playing on the pro tour. And one of them is starting a podcast. Tell me a little bit about, you know, how that came about and really what the podcast is about. Sure. So yeah, like, like you mentioned before, I had a podcast a few years ago called Fail On, and I would basically just do a bunch of interviews with different entrepreneurs. I was a part of a couple of different business masterminds back then, so I was kind of deeply entrenched into that space, and I had met a lot of people, and I was like, you know, all these conversations I'm having with these people, it would be really fascinating just to record them and to talk about some of their growing pains and failures on their path to success, because most of the people are quite successful. But it's always, you always hear those stories on podcasts, right? Like you hear about them selling their business or making tons of money and how great their life is and all this stuff. I was like, that's, that's all pretty boring, actually. Let's, let's talk about the most miserable aspects of that journey because that's going to be the most relatable and I think the most fascinating. So I hadn't done that. I hadn't done a podcast in a while and somebody had mentioned the podcast to me and, you know, I was talking to Ben, he was staying down here and I was like, well, we should do something since we, we had, we had thrown the idea around a few times and we thought there was a little bit of a gap in terms of, in terms of like, you know, kind of current events, news <clears throat> analysis on current tournaments and previews of upcoming tournaments. And it's also Ben, right? So you have, it's a really insightful perspective coming from, you know, the, the undisputed number one in the world and has been for, for quite a while. And, no signs of slowing down so it's a really 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 unique perspective for people to listen to in terms of strategy and analysis and even kind of the way he he sees pickleball and and plays the game so we were just like yeah let's it it was really like you know my last podcast fell on was really polished it was nice it had a good intro it had the nice music it was it was heavily edited and we didn't want to we were just like sitting here like, let's just pull out the headphones and just press record and see what we come up with and see what happens. And then, you know, if we want to make it better later, great. But right now let's just record and get some stuff out to the world and and get some feedback and go from there. So it's called the freestyle freestyle boys podcast. And if you listen to the intro episode, you'll understand why it's called the freestyle boys. It's a funny little story from, from a tournament in Vegas but uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's just going to be fun. We're going to talk pickleball. We're going to talk kind of match analysis, upcoming tournament previews, talk about what's going on in the world of pickleball, and also have some hot takes and opinions. And yeah, that's pretty much it. But it, it's going to be fun. And is that going to be a weekly podcast? That's to be determined. <laughs> I think it'll be so we want to we want to record them in person. Because I mean, and we're with each other enough to where we could probably do, I would guess, once every two weeks. So probably, you know, two a month would be more more realistic for now. But it's also kind of that the done is better than perfect. We're like, let's just record, get it out there, and then see how often people want it. So it's basically going to be a podcast for the people. It's we're going to take a ton of feedback on it and kind of create what people want to want to listen to. 
So that includes frequency. So we could probably be persuaded into doing once a week if, if, you know, the people wanted it badly enough. Well, I know I listened to the first one and you, you guys are both really great on the mic and actually you guys are definitely having a lot of fun. So totally different than the pickleball fire podcast, but uh, right. I will be tuning in tears too, because it's, it's a blast. Thank you. Yeah. It's just a conversation with two guys talking about pickleball. <laughs> yeah. It could be better, right? Alrighty. Uh, I guess we're at the point in the podcast then where I always do like to ask the pickleball pros, what paddle do you use and why? I know you're sponsored by Franklin. So I'm uh, tell me what you use. Yeah. So I use, I use Ben's paddle. He's got, he's got two versions. He's got a 13 millimeter, which is a th- thinner version. And he also has a 16 millimeter, which is more of a thicker, a thicker core. I played with the 16 for I would say probably the last three, four months or so, but my I switched over to the 13 because it's a, for me, it gets, gets a little bit more pop. The sweet spot, I would say is a bit smaller than the 16, but I feel like I, I feel like the benefit of having the more power outweighs the smaller sweet spot for me. So I play with Ben, ben John signature paddle, 13 millimeter. It's an amazing paddle. He, you know, Ben kind of designed it. He's a materials engineer major in school, and he's probably the smartest dude I know. So he, I, I, I trusted him to trusted him with what he built, and it's been it's been a great paddle for me. It's the only paddle I've ever used. So I know Franklin's coming out with some more stuff, but yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be tough for me to switch paddles because I like it so much. All right, then, you know, I didn't ask you during the interview if you're doing any teaching and clinics, because I do always like to say, hey, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, where is the best place? So are, are you doing sure. any clinics right now? I am. So I've start, I haven't done a ton of teaching, but I'm starting to teach more. I taught some with Ben here in Florida, as well as out in California for the Newport tournament. We, I'm actually, I don't know if we're allowed to say this, but there's a dreamland in dreamland in Austin, Texas, Dripping Springs, Texas, just outside of Austin. It's about to have 16 courts. They have four covered courts now, and they're about to bring a few people on as kind of resident pros, and including me. So we'll be kind of relocating from Florida here to Austin, Texas, where actually we moved from <laughs> a year ago. So we're going back and bringing a few people with us. So we'll have great practice. It's going to be kind of a training hub for pros. It'll be an amazing place to teach and take and do camps and clinics. So yes, and teaching more. And if you do want to get in touch, you can feel free to to find me on social, Rob Nunnery, or uh, email as well, which do you want me to drop it now or are you going to have show notes? Go ahead and drop it now. Okay. Rob, R-O-B-M is in Matthew Nunnery at gmail.com. Well, perfect. Uh, it sounds like pickleball is going to be quite a hub in Austin. And I actually lived in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area for about 25 years. So I will uh, definitely be coming back to visit and make sure I uh, get down to Austin next time I go out to Texas. It's yeah, it's, it's becoming a little pickleball mecca down there because you're also going to have Austin Pickle Ranch, which will have 30 plus courts. So there's a lot happening down there. Oh, yeah. Plus, it's a great city. Definitely the best city in uh, Texas. <laughs> I would agree with that. All right, Rob, it was great having you on the Pickleball Fire podcast today. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, Lynn. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Take care. You too. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.